walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I'm your host, The Heart. Can you see my nipples in this shirt? I, I am the hardest part of the rain today, I guess. Uh, the fuck is it cold in here? Uh, what show is this? The Apron Bump Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you. Happy to uh, have your ears enveloped around my mouth. Um, or is it the other way around? Who knows? But what are we here to talk about today? Ring of Honor. Death Before Dishonor. 2000. Three, about 19 years ago, we, uh, well, some of you might have watched. I know I watched the uh, recent Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, uh, from earlier this, was it, was it Death Before Dishonor? I don't even remember what, it was the one with the goddamn, uh, the, uh, I don't even know what happened. It's Briscoe's and FTR, and then you had uh, Joe and Lethal and uh, fucking Cesaro won the title. Yeah, that was Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, so we just had um, the, the 2022, the 2022 version that tells you the magnitude and the, uh, the staying power and basically how big this event is for Ring of Honor. And this is the very first one, and it is very clear that they are going all out to make it a, um, I don't know if a WrestleMania equivalent is the the right way to go about it, but it's by far their biggest show up to this point in their history, uh, their 2003 version. Uh, from attendance, I mean, I'm not like a bit, you know, I don't talk about the attendance or the gates or the tickets. Like, I don't, I don't get into all that. It really doesn't interest me that much. But it does interest me in this context because they got 1,200 people in the Rexplex, uh, Rexplex, somewhere in New Jersey, Elizabeth, New Jersey, by far the biggest show that they've had. Some, I mean, some of the shows that I've covered, they've they've had, you know, twelve people in a in a taco stand in the in the audience. So definitely making moves, Ring of Honor, and uh, the card justifies the attendance because it is a loaded card. By far the best card on paper that they've had. I would say maybe the best show that they've put on. However, there, there's a lot of... Um, this is not a perfectly paved road. There is a lot of potholes. Some potholes in the shape of Jeff Hardy. But we'll get into that. 
There's a lot of craziness on this show, but a lot of a lot of really good stuff. I mean, up top on the in the main event, you got Paul London's uh, last Ring of Honor match, at least you know in this run. Um, he's in the main event, challenging for the Ring of Honor World Title against Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe versus Paul London. I don't need to say anything else. You know, um, you know what we're getting into. We also got a rematch for the tag team titles. The the uh, the champions, Amazing Red and AJ Styles, taking on the Briscoes. And we got a legendary, legendary match. The Christopher Streak and no, I'm just kidding. The <laughs> we got CM Punk versus Raven in a dog collar match. The legendary dog collar match that, you know, talking about current times. If you watched AEW Revolution to 2022 this past year, you would have seen CM Punk coming out to an AFI song. Wearing, you know, a, a white and black jacket with the white and black basketball shorts and the, all that stuff. That is an homage to this match that we're going to cover today. So that tells you the the magnitude in, uh, you know, in, the, in, in relation to wrestling history that this match had. So lots of great action. And even like the undercard stuff is really good as well. Some matches blew my expectations out of the water. And like I said, Jeff Hardy makes an appearance, which is bizarre to say the least. And, uh, you know, you got your special K and Gary Michael Capetta being a loosey goosey asshole backstage. So lots to get into, like I said, and uh, made for a great podcast review with my guest, Matt from the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, returning to the show. Uh, always a good time with Matt. We always have a good old time at tweedling each other's nipples and kissing each other on the cheek. So um, fun time with Matt. Go check out the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, they're on you. They're on everywhere. YouTube, Facebook. They do live shows. It's a very um, you know radio format kind of deal. They'll kind of get into the current products. They'll talk about, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff that you normally don't hear wrestling podcasts talk about, like NWA, MLW. You know, they talked about Triple Mania this past week. So they get into a lot of good stuff. And of course, all the WWE, AEW main headlines. But they also do a lot of great interviews uh, with various wrestlers around the world. So and just entertain a hilarious group of guys. They have a very... uh opie and anthony type humor that i've also patterned my humor around so if you like me you're gonna like them and uh go check them out why don't you shining wizards wrestling podcast all their info in the description below and hey while you're here if you're just jumping in you're like hardest part of the ring i do love me some old scoring of honor i sure would love to hear you ramble about it well person that probably never said that if you would like to do that, go to apronbump.com. You can go to the episodes tab at the top and you can filter by promotion by era because I cover a lot of stuff on this podcast, a wide breadth of topics. So you can go to the episodes tab and you could select Ring of Honor and that'll bring you to all of the Ring of Honor recaps that I've done. Starting from the very first show, working my way chronologically up until now, Death Before Dishonor, 2003. So we're roughly uh, halfway through the year of 2003, and I've covered every show before that. So hop in the archives, take your pants off, and binge away. So 
do that. Follow me on all the socials, apron bump across the board. Uh, buy a shirt. Why don't you rate the podcast while you're at it? Give it a little review ski. Um, or don't, you know, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do, uh, but I will tell you to listen to this episode because it's a good time. Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. I just spit all over my keyboard. 2003 <laughs> with myself and Matt from the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Living the dream, man. Oh, I look awful. I look awful. You look handsome. What are you talking about? Look like I've been wearing a hat all day. Uh, being the the my wife's my beard, so I fucking right was uh, just holding shit while she did electricity. Oh, <laughs> installing a fan. You said. Yeah, we took down a bunch of light fixtures, and I was like, "Oh, if we can do this next one really fast, we'll be good." And mm. it wasn't really fast. That's always how it goes. And I am literally useless. Like <laughs> I serve, I serve no purpose. Like I'm Holding not a flashlight for. Her. Just, yeah. Per- yes. Exactly. You know what? I'm actually the same way. I installed two. Well, I was there when two fans were installed when my stepdad helped out. But yeah, it was like an all day affair. It's installing fans is the worst. So I don't blame you or lights or whatever it was. It's the whole nine yards, my friend. Speaking of fans, were you a fan of this show that you watch? Come on now. We're having fun. I was actually yes. to uh, to be per- I've never watched this show before. Um, cool. I think I've said it before on this on this show, on this podcast, uh, that I was out of wrestling for a couple of years. So going back and watching this stuff like nobody has uh, this much time to catch up on 10 years of wrestling right. while you're trying to stay on top of the current product. So it was actually a lot of fun um, to watch this, but I will be sending special K. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had five fucking seizures in the first seven minutes. Now remind me, are you, you're, you're a big fan of special K, right? Uh, by big fan, you mean, I wish they would have died in a fire that was easily preventable. Then yes. Oh, well, I feel like that's kind of a negative approach to it, but you know, teach their own, I suppose. Uh, the wrestlers, I, I'm not, uh, I don't mind the yeah. gimmick, um, and, uh, like 2003, uh, ring of honor wrestling mm. and probably every other company where just the fucking music is just blaring and you can't hear it on the VHS. It's, um, it's something. And yeah, they got the lighting now, which I think, I think the last show we watched, they were still, they didn't have like much of a lighting set up now, man. It's just strobes and they got, uh, they got girls now like, um, not hoes. Oh yes. The, uh, was the special case sluts. <laughs> I was really, really hoping that commentary, uh, had improved. Uh, um, I guess a little. I mean, they didn't show like a 15 year old girl in the front row, and the announcer, uh, like, got the last show we watched, was like, she's pretty hot. <laughs> well, it's like, easy find the, uh, scene, you yeah, fucking exactly. ghoul. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, pretty on brand, I guess. But, uh, yeah, the commentary wasn't as bad here in this show as it usually is. And maybe it's because the show itself was so good, it was easier to tune it out. But, um, I don't know, man. But yeah, I mean, in compared, because what was last year? Revenge on the Prophecy that we yes. covered last time. And, and you watched this show, Death Before Dishonor. Were there any like differences that you noticed? Anything that's evolved since then? Or did it feel kind of a similar 
vibe. No, I felt I felt like it had definitely evolved. Obviously, the Rexplex, I believe this is the first time yeah. they run there, was fucking packed. Um, versus Revenge of the Prophecy, it looked like there was, you know, 20 people there, and they were going be- <laughs> between that and the fucking going to play bingo next door. Well, yeah. Whatever was going on. So it definitely... Definitely looked like a bigger crowd. I feel like the production for 2003 wasn't atrocious. Um, for some of the matches, we got to see who was in the top five. They had a little, yeah. they had a little logo there. They, it's um, all about that fave five, man. That, that's what everybody's working towards. <laughs> so that's where that's where TK got it from. When it was one of his mm. cocaine cocaine binge uh, fueled right. nights out, he <laughs> threw in a uh, death before dishonor. He's like, the top five, the logos are insane. Yeah. I think so. That checks that out. That fucking asshole. <laughs> well, I guess so. But yeah, I mean, 1,200 people no. in the, in oh, the show. It was, or 1200, yeah, 1,200, which I think is there the biggest show. Pretty sure it is, yeah. And um, like you said, Revenge on the Prophecy was one of their, like, uh, I won't say it was the worst show. It wasn't a bad show, but it was pretty insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Whereas this one, I would say this is their best show they've put on in their history at this point. Um, I mean, the card, you look at the card on paper, it's great. But even some of the matches that um, I didn't expect to, like, blow me away, I mean, they blew me until I came. So, like, that's really all you can ask for, I think, when watching wrestling. A hundred percent. As long as you finish, that's all that matters. Yeah. Nobody likes to get edged. Well, I guess some people do. Edge does. Is that why his name's Edge? A hundred percent. Just constantly, just he does it with Lita. He did it with, you know, does it with Beth Phoenix. Mm. He, he's putting his, he's putting his edge in everybody. Do you think when uh, Beth Phoenix got her head smashed with a chair, it gave Edge a little bit of a, uh, made his pants a little tighter? Yeah, if there was, if there was some blood, it would have been a, mm. it would, it would have, just all over his underoos. Yeah. <laughs> well, all over his underoos. Look, I, you sent me. Uh, you're like, yeah, hey, you good to do the show? And I was like, yeah. And then I like, I was like, all right, what am I signing up for here? And I looked over the card. Uh, I completely, it either didn't register in my brain or I missed it that Jeff Hardy was on the show. Dude, that is, I mean, I guess we'll get to it later in the show, but that was. Oh, we will get to it 100%. Bizarre, to say the least. Um, but speaking of which, the show opens up with CM Punk wishing his father would have choked on his own vomit to death. And um, that's basically the premise of The Raven. CM Punk storyline, which is uh, thoroughly underway here. It's kind of re- reaching a fever pitch at this point. They have a dog collar match later in the show, which is uh, like pretty legendary at this point with the whole AEW revolution. The callback to that. It was the callback to this show. So that was fun to see. Um, but the show opens up with CM Punk cutting a promo. And at the last show, Punk choked Raven with a dog collar um, in the same manner that I guess he wished his dad would have choked on his vomit when he was drunk. And that's why Punk hates Raven is because Punk has daddy issues, which I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, that's a solid backstory, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he's going to play up the straight edge gimmick, you know. Yeah. Um, and it, it if he's if he's going to be a heel, it works because everybody at these shows, you know, typically, I mean, we'll talk about it when he cuts his promo before the match, but yeah, uh, I know when I go to a wrestling show, I like to enjoy a couple uh, adult beverages. Do yeah. Yeah. It gives me an excuse to act like a complete asshole versus just an asshole. Okay. <laughs> Change of pace for you. I understand. Yeah, if you sat anywhere near me during AEW's Grand Slam, you would know, especially every time 
that fucking cocaine idiot came out, <laughs> and I was four. I had to say four times, Kyle. Four times I saw him in a night. He's not a wrestler. No, no. I, I went just I went to AW Live last year too, and you're right. He just comes out like right before they come back to TV. He's like, yeah, come on, everybody, let's get out. Like, shut the fuck up, Tony. Yeah, he fucking look. He's like he's like Joel Gertner. He fucking flails his arms. Are you ready for the show? It's like, bro, go away. You already yeah. have my money, you fucking <laughs> cokehead, <laughs> fucking asshole. People eat it up, man. They love the TK. I guess. You know what I didn't like? I didn't like, I don't like this Colt Cabanic, this version of this Colt, where he's like a complete fucking goofball. He says he cried during My Girl, but he's going to win this trophy tonight. I mean, he's a modern day Dave Coulier, Matthew. Oh, who isn't? Not CM Punk, apparently, because he's sick of Colt's tomfoolery and shenanigans. He wasn't having it. CM Punk was very ornery this whole night. Yeah, he was a little bit on, on edge, some may say. It's like he had a chain match with a psychopath alcoholic later in the night or something. Um, but it is what it is. Can I ask a question? Because I, 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 I don't think it was on the Revenge of the Prophecy, and I know you've been watching in order. Mm-hmm. The, the, the video package that comes after this that essentially gives away the Dude, whole show. They, so this was a thing... <laughs> That they did like their first show and pretty much the like most of 2002. Then they did away with it for a bit, and I was like, okay, finally they got rid of this stupid shit that that spoils the rest of the show with the stupid stock EDM music in the background. But for whatever reason, they decided to bring it back for this show. And you're right. I mean, I started watching it. And I was like, wait, this is literally showing what's happening. So I, I skipped it because I didn't want you know shit to be spoiled. Um, did you watch the whole thing though? Yeah, I didn't know what was happening. First of all, I pulled it up where where you sent me, and it said it was like a four hour show, four and a half hour show. Oh yeah, brother. And uh, and I was like, oh really? And then this 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 the after this promo package, the special K was in the ring, and we like they were like, we got thirty minutes before the show starts. So I'm like, if this is fucking thirty minutes <laughs> of special K in the ring for this wrestle rave, I'm gonna drive to wherever Kyle is in south of me, and I'm gonna kick him in his dick hole. I wouldn't like that. That, that would bum me uh, But out. I didn't know what it was. It was so I watched the the package video and I'm like, okay, are these all the are these all the matches for tonight? <laughs> yes, I don't know and what And then the we go right is. in right into the wrestle rave and I'm like, oh fuck me, man. This is this is gonna be a long one, huh? Well, special K, you see, they're they're pretty um you can't control them, Special K. I mean, they're just they're so wild and crazy. They have their parents' money and drugs and stuff. So you can't really they, they they go before the show even starts. They're just unhinged, I guess. So I f- I find it incredibly hard to believe that all these guys in the locker room would put up with the shenanigans of Special K. Yeah, the commentary they were like, "Oh, the show has it doesn't even start for thirty minutes." I don't know why people are even seated because like the crowd's packed, like no one's even at the concession stand or everything. Like everybody's there. Like clearly the show has started, but commentary is like, "Oh, the lights are already even off or something," you know. This is wacky. Chris Lovey and Ray Muro. They can eat my asshole. They're terrible. They were terrible. Yeah, they're just, um, I don't know, man. Like I said, I wasn't as angered by them on this show as I have been in the past. But yeah, they're, they're not good. They're not getting any better. <laughs> so I can't wait until um, they're fucking dead so um wow yeah wow that's a, i like it i like the 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 extreme levels of anger me and you both have towards people today yeah i mean it's i don't think it's you know out of the 
over the line to wish death upon them for saying things loudly and annoyingly. So, right, we've killed people, you know, for less in the past. Not you and me, but you know, maybe you don't, I don't, you know. don't, you don't know my story. I don't. Is it good? Please tell me you're a fucking serial killer. I am uh, uh, obsessed with murder, true crime. I love it. I'll tell you this. I'm pretty deranged, but speaking of which, this opening match, we got deranged versus Loki. Deranged, of course, a member of Special K. Uh, who's your favorite member of Special K? That's not Jay Lethal. Uh, um, Is it Cloudy? No, no. I like... Um, fuck it. Slugger? No, Slugger. That's, uh, we talked about Slugger last time. It's the name of the fucking Kansas City Royals mascot. Right, of course. I don't know if his name is Azriel. It is now. He wrestles in the East Coast as Azriel, but he was in... I gotta look it That up. sounds made up. No, come on. That sounds like fake news to me, sir. No, I don't bring you the fake, the fake news. How about we just go with Special K here, Wikipedia? Oh, Wikipedia boy. People. I'm sure Serial's not going to pop up. That's it. It was the first thing that popped up. <laughs> Nobody fucking talks about Special K in 2022. I mean, would too. you? I mean, I, hold on, I hold do, on, unfortunately. See the member section. Yeah, bring me the... Oh, Brian XL, right? Yeah, he's, he's a person. I like him. Why? No, let's see. Ba, 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 the little Bow Wow guy? No. That's who uh, I think Eddie Guerrero called him, little Bow Wow, one time. I'm going to have to figure this out later. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to hit me with such a I, tough question. You didn't rank your special K members in order of... He was Angel Dust. I found okay. it. Okay. Okay. Not uh, not Slim J, who was, for whatever reason, an AEW? No, not Slim J. I enjoy Angel Dust and Brian XL. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine, I guess. But Those would be my top two if I couldn't pick... Hydro. Uh, yes. <laughs> Dixie is not bad either. Honestly, I mean, they're all just bandanas, baggy shorts. They do flips. So it's the early 2000s, brother. It really is. It really is. But good thing Loki is here. So is she, it? I mean, who do you hate more, Special K or Loki? No, but I mean, like, if I go, I drive to the fucking Rexplex. Right. I have a fucking Red Bull. Maybe I grab a Subway sandwich. I get to the locker room. I look on the fucking, I don't know, man. I don't know what's. <laughs> 2003. I don't know what's going on back Everybody's then, man. Everybody's eating Subway. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Jarrett's not a petter ass yet. It's good. I mean, he probably is. We just don't know about it. Yeah, but he hasn't been caught. Right. And then you look at the board and you see, you know, Kyle versus Loki. You're like, fuck this, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not good for deranged. No, I mean, everybody at Special K got their prostates ripped out of their bodies by Loki here. So they're probably pretty bummed out about it. But as a fan, as a spectator, it's pretty fun to see Loki uh, legitimately knock these guys out, seemingly. Right? Uh, dude, it was, it was uncomfortable to watch. Uh, <laughs> like, at, look, I'll break, I'll break down the wall. We all know that yeah. this is, it's, it's planned. It's not fake. What? It's planned. Dude, he beat the dog shit out of Deranged. <laughs> he was, I don't know what he said to him before this match, but holy shit. I mean, these, the fucking, the Kawada kicks. Holy shit, dude. Dude, the, um, the Liger kicks, the, the, he threw him into the corner, just sprinted at him at full speed, did a flipping kick, which doesn't sound like it should hurt, but it did. It, it seemed like it did. The, the just the clubs to the face like they weren't 
pretty. He was just hitting them hard just for the sake of it. But it was, it was entertaining, I guess. Uh, I could have done without the testicular claw to Slugger. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked it. You know, because I don't think Slugger has really had any offense done on him thus far. And uh, I just don't see. Uh, I don't know. What else Loki, you do? Lo- I don't know. That seems like uh, something I would do, like kick a big guy in the balls and run away. Like Loki's destroying people. And then he's like clawing your testicles. I'm going to claw. I- I'm going to claw your testicles. <laughs> Look, that's a power move. He didn't he didn't just kick him. He didn't punch it and run away. He grabbed it, looked him in, in the eyes until he reached completion. I like to think he was wearing black pants. It was hard to tell, but um, I mean, if Loki grabbed me in the dick, I'd probably come immediately. So you think so? Just out of pure fear, you know? Do you ever like ask your lady to like, you know, put on a bald cap and have like a really creepy deep voice that doesn't match her body and grab you by the testicles? You know, I haven't actually thought about it, but um, you know, could be a could be a thing we do this weekend. She didn't know like his, but. It's even better. Yeah. With just with no context. Hey dear, could you uh Yeah. Just like you said. Yeah, don't because if she once she figures out he's like a stone cold killer, forget about it. Right. Right. Maybe she maybe she could put on the suit, the hitman uh get up. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, like uh TNA Loki did, but there you go. Well, anyways. Oh, by the way, speaking of well we're well we're just on, on the dick talk. Oh, yes, please. We have to bring up Christopher Street Connection, who, um, just to kind of go back here. So they're raving. The show isn't starting. They're just causing all kinds of havoc. Christopher Street Connection comes out to try to make the save. The chant, or the crowd starts chanting, you suck dick at them, uh, which I guess is like a, a Kurt Angle, you suck thing, because Christopher Street Connection is like, well, we sure do. So it's like, I guess a term of endearment, uh, this chant, um, and then they asked, do we spit or swallow because they're gay? And then uh, Christopher Street Connection, uh, they say they don't like raves. They like disco because they're gay. And then they start dancing and then Special K attacks them. And uh, this is when Loki comes out. He, he slaps the shit out of Cloudy, by the way, which I guess is his name. And uh, he makes some other Special K or tap out with a dragon clutch. And then the bell rings, which which I guess starts the match against Deranged. Yes. And is when he just starts kicking the shit out of me. I love how he um he ripped Deranged his shirt off by giving him a face wash, which uh sounds impossible, but he literally just kicked him in the face so hard while holding on to his shirt that his shirt came off. So that was fun. And if anyone could do it, it's low key. I felt bad after like, okay. Like you beat the shit out of the guy. Yeah. But then he just was not stopping after the match. No, he um, because the finish comes, he hits the crush rush, which is uh, you know, the, his key crusher. But he just holds him up there and he runs him into the corner head first, does that twice, and then does a spinning key crusher, and uh, locks in the dragon sleeper, just bends his body in half. He taps out and he just keeps holding it on, and I assume breaks his back here. So, but. Loki's returning from injury, too, I, I should mention. And uh, I guess this is a good way to come back, huh? That's it. Look, it's a great return. Biggest crowd of Ring of Honor history. Former world champion. Yeah. Um, First ever. And everybody, you know, you pay to see him beat the shit out of people. So I just feel bad for the, the skinny white dude who got beat up. Nah, they got spares. 
in that group. So it's like it's like the fucking NWO B team. Is that a thing? You're not well. There was like the NWO, right? right? Hogan, Hall, Nash. Maybe you like make a case for Savage, mm-hmm. and then there's like the B team, like Stevie Ray, Virgil, Brian Adams. Mm. Um, this is different uh, than the Wolfpack. Buff, Buff Bagwell. Yeah, I'll forget that's you know it all falls what about to shell. That's we're going. <laughs> Eddie psychosis. Uh, Just all of them. Maybe a, throw Viano in there. Who the fuck is that? Viano four and five. Come on, man. Oh, I'm only familiar with seven and eight. So, oh well, Viano four lost his mask this weekend. Oh, uh, you hate to hear it. You hate to. Hear yeah, it. fucking forty years with a mask. Now you see his ugly, dumb face. Was he ugly? I mean, why? Why else would you wear a mask? <laughs> That's a good point, right? Yeah, you know who else wore a mask? Who? Curry Man. Speaking of which, Christopher Daniels is here in Japan, wrestling for New Japan this weekend or this week, I guess. And uh, he's going on and on. He has a couple promos throughout the show. He's like, "Oh, Ring of Honor, they're having their biggest show in their history off the back of the work that I've done." And he's on the phone with Alice in Danger. He's telling her to ask somebody to join the prophecy and is the only question I have here is the Christopher Daniels draw his goatee on with a Sharpie. Dude, I was going <laughs> to ask you the same thing. I, I fucking was, I'm like, that shit looks fake as fuck. Dude, it was either fake or just perfectly manicured. I, mean, I guess I've never taken a good look at it. Maybe that's how it always looks, but I couldn't tell you a thing he said in all his promos. Cause I was like, I got it. I was like standing in front of my TV, <laughs> like looking like this shit looks like he drew it on his face. Yes. Well, now that uh, that that's solved, that solves it for me. He definitely did. If it wasn't just me, it's got to be that clear. Um, but the Raven continues, but this time with Jimmy Rave versus Matt Stryker. So uh, it's kind of the first proper match here. Uh, this is a pretty fun match. It was very, it seemed very quick. Like, I don't think it went beyond like five minutes, but some fun chain wrestling, some good energy. The crowd was into it. And it's always good to see Jimmy rave, you know, especially in hindsight. So yeah. What'd you think about this match? I enjoyed this. I, I kind of, um, I like this match. I'm curious as to why Matt Stryker never like, I don't think he's around for much longer in 2003. Right. right, like, yeah. How, and I never, I never, I mean, I'm sure if you dig deep enough, you could find out where he showed up. But he never really. He had a great look. He was vanilla as fuck. Yeah, but he looked great, and he could do some chain wrestling, like you said. Like, I don't know why he never uh, amounted to much more than a uh, than a cup of coffee here in Ring of Honor at the beginning. Yeah, because I think I think he wrestled on the show, the last show we covered, and it was kind of yeah. A- he wrestled uh, Chad Collier, I think. Yes. Yes, both of them at the time were unknowns, but uh, Matt Stryker has gone on to kind of get a following here. Uh, the crowd seems really into him, and um, yeah, pretty talented. Like you say, just a you know white guy that's pretty built. He has his unibrow though, and that's what his uh, character is, I guess. I mean, even his finisher is called the brow. He's also in the top five. Oh, was he? He was. Okay. I think he was number five. That's a that's coveted, you know. So. Um, and I guess he, uh, maintains his, I would assume maintained his top five status here because he wins against Jimmy Rave with the death Valley driver that he calls the brow. But, um, yeah, some fun spots here in this match. I enjoyed the spider suplex from Jimmy Rave off the, the top rope. 
where he you know, hooks his leg onto the top and stays up there. And Stryker goes up with a run-up arm drag, kind of a Kurt Angle type move. You got Shining Wizards from Jimmy Rave. You got a Tilt-A-Whirl crossface by Jimmy Rave. So yeah, there were some fun spots. Yeah, I think they, they maximized their minutes here. So it was pretty fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was uh, it was fun to follow up after Loki murdering a human being in front of me. Well, we're not getting away from murder completely in this show. We got some more in this next. Holy shit, this match. This is um, as someone who grew up going to ECW and watching ECW, this type of match I do not miss. the The camera work is uh, either I'm an old man. Or I'm a, a snob for wrestling. Uh-huh. Dude, this was, I mean, this was fucking chaos. Dude, it was. But the fucking camera was driving me nuts. What was wrong with the camera? I don't know. You want to look at the dude's feet, the fucking knot, the action in the ring. You couldn't see anything in the crowd. It's fucking pitch black. There's no lights. Well, it's, it's chaos. So, like, you know, you can't really. Someone's got to be like, hey, we spent all our money on the Rexplex. Don't go out into the crowd because there's no lights there. Well, I mean, Please. where else are just incredible and uh, Rudy Boy going to go to stop wrestling in the middle of the match? Fucking just incredible. <laughs> Good old Aldo Montoya. Gotta love him, right? Do we? Still waiting on my book. But um... <laughs> good, good, good luck, buddy. Good luck. Do you think you wrote one? Good luck. You know what? Probably not. Uh, he was like one of our first big guests. Same here. And he was like the nicest dude. Um, and uh, he even showed up for WrestleCon. Like we had him yeah. the first year and he, uh, here in Jersey. And he was like, he showed up and he was really nice. And then like he came on a couple of years later and you could tell like something was off. And then like he was like, he was like, I'll do anyone's podcast. And like all these people we knew were booking him and they, he was asking for money and he was taking it and he wasn't showing up. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, you know, hey, this is. This is uh, this is Justin's uh manager. He needs bail money. You think we can give him some money? And we're like, nah, bro, I'm, we're out. I'm out. He's a nice guy, but yeah. uh, I want no no part of whatever's going on here. Loke's cool though. I also had Loke on the podcast. He's a good guy. Um, don't know how Masada. I don't know. I've never met Masada. Seems like uh, is he still alive? Yes, Masada is very much alive. That's I good. believe. Love I don't hear. know if he's wrestling anymore, but he's still alive. That's good. You'd like to see it. I was surprised to see him uh, here. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I wasn't super familiar with 2003 Ring of Honor. Carnage crew, man. They're, uh, they cause carnage. You know, that's per their name. Um, I wish uh, Hernandez has stayed as Hot Stuff Hernandez. I think he would have made boatloads of money. I mean, I think hot the stuff. Hot Stuff is implied because you look at him, he's like, that's, that's a Hot Stuff right there. So, saves letters on the marquee. You know. I don't know, man. He's kind of intimidating. Is he? Yeah, he's a big dude. I don't know if that hot stuff. You know, I don't need him hot stuff in me. Some people do. You don't speak for everybody. Right. Some people do. Right. Fast Eddie, maybe? Do you think Fast Eddie gets stuffed by Hernandez hotly? I mean, it's a long car ride from Jersey to Texas, so. Yeah, and he's blind, so he's not even going to know where he's coming. He got past the time somehow. That's a good point. Man, how how fun would it be to have a blind friend and you just fuck with him all the time? <laughs> just trip him endlessly. Stick your hand in this. Here, have some of this. What did I just touch? Chili. It's dog shit. He's got it all over his face. Yeah, I'm fucking just laughing. <laughs> blind asshole. What are you? What are you fucking blind? <laughs> Get some new eyes, you piece of shit. Can you toss me that? Can you toss me the remote? 
No, dickhead, that's a fucking coaster. <laughs> I don't know blind people listen to this. Yeah, their fucking ears aren't broken. What are they going to do? Come fucking find me? Good luck. Yeah, I'll just back away very slowly. Yeah. Good luck with your fucking Braille phone, dick. <laughs> Man. How about you go listen to some Ring of Honor commentary from 2003? Oh, then you'll know why we're so ornery. Watching Ring of Honor as a blind... or Well, being there for Ring of Honor as a blind person? Can't think of anything worse. Whew. I mean, being uh, that's got to be awful. Being there live, no commentary, and you can't see shit. Just the commentary is, is all you all you got. I mean, fuck. Well, at least you get to hear the uh, the chair shots and the ladders and the you know all that shit in this match because it's a uh, it's an eight man weapons match, not a street fight, not a no DQ, a weapons match. We got the Carnage Crew which is comprised of a DeVito, Just Incredible, H.C. Loke, and Masada versus the Texas Wrestling Academy, the team of Don Juan, Fast Eddie, Hot Stuff Hernandez, and Rudy Boy Gonzalez. This is actually a, a rematch. I think they had like a six-man version of this a few shows ago, which was pretty brutal in itself. And this one uh, lived up to that bar that they set because holy shit, the CTE was aplenty in this one. Uh, d- dude, the fucking the spider German suplex through the open chair. Dude, they were throwing out open chair spots like it was Halloween. Like it was just like the DDTs off the second rope through chairs. Um, what else? Yeah, a ladder gets involved. DeVito's just fucking running around with it, smashing people. Um, oh, the neck breaker off the apron through the fucking through the two chairs. Mm. Yeah, it was just that. That was their favorite spot in this one. There was uh, look, dude. They pulled. They pulled out the fucking. They pulled out the big bumps for the biggest card Ring of Honor history to date. Yeah, no. I mean, if there's a time to do it, if there's a time to go all out. It's this show, I guess. I don't know. I would never ever agree to be Spike pile drove through a fucking table at a Ring of Honor show in 2003. <laughs> never. Hey, got a spot. Spike pile driver through a table. Well, I mean. As comment- Off the apron to the concrete. I'm good. Thanks. Go back to the TWA, brother. <laughs> it's the Rhino Classic. Rather have fucking fucking low key kick me in the face. Uh, I think I'd rather take a pile of driver off an apron through a table than have low key do whatever he did at Deranged. I think like with a kick to the face, like you know, you're just gonna get kicked to the face. If uh fucking fucking. Rude boy fucking Gonzalez doesn't uh, protect your neck. You'll uh, be sitting next to the blanket in the first row in your wheelchair. <laughs> you ain't doing shit. <laughs> fucking eating through a fucking straw because Rudy, because the fucking Rudy boy over here. Okay, Rudy boy wasn't throwing out pile drivers, I don't think. I'm t- I mean, maybe Don it was. Juan. It was chaos. It was dark. It was. I mean, fast. I mean, fast. Eddie. It's always dark for fast. Eddie. But um, by the way, commentary was laid it on thick. If you think we're laying it on thick, Chris Lovey, because uh, Fast Eddie gets hit with a cane. Chris Lovey's like, oh, good thing you didn't see that cane shot coming. He's like, cool. He's blind, everybody. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Keep it up, buddy. <laughs> What'd you get a f- fucking gold star, dick? Ugh. What'd, you, uh, what'd you think of that little concerto action at the beginning when the guy was on the rope and the two other guys held chairs 
on each side of his head, and then two other guys came off with missile drop kicks. And they didn't time it at all? No, it was very bad. <laughs> and com- commentary could not wait to talk about that either. Yeah, no, it was... I, didn't, I don't understand. Your job in commentary, right? Isn't it supposed to highlight the product and put over the talent? No, I think it's to shit on WWE whenever you get a chance and to uh, promote your pedophile uh, in his VHSs. Nice. I think. There you go. If you, would, if you watch this show, that's what you would ascertain. That's a good word. Ascertain's a good word. I'm going to use that later. Yeah, use it in the bedroom. I'll probably use it wrong, but I'll use it. Put it in my ascertain, right? Ah, fucking hot stuff. <laughs> it all comes around. So That's what she said. So do I. So we got... Uh, was uh, I know it was chaos, and there was eight Was Justin incredible even in the match? Well, like I'm saying, I think him and Rudy Boy just went into the crowd and took a powder early because they just disappeared into the darkness. So, I don't know, man. Just incredible. I mean, I feel like he looks in good shape, but it's like, I don't know. He didn't really do anything. <laughs> he could super kick and swing a cane. That's about it. Fucking, yeah, he was he was a ghost throughout this all. Yeah, he didn't. Um, I I enjoyed it, though, for what it was. No, it was it was crazy. It was it was entertaining at the end of the day. It was, I, I, I really loved it. And, uh. The TWA get the win, which I feel like they always lose. Uh, so good on them. Uh, Hernandez hits the border toss on Masada through, of course, a couple of set up chairs. Racist. That's what he calls it. And TNA, I understand. It. Okay. But it's still <laughs> the border toss, really? Yeah, because he's Mexican. I understand. <laughs> okay. Is that not the issue? can't call yourself hot stuff Hernandez and then be throwing out border tosses, right? I mean, I think the Hernandez kind of implies the border toss, you know, so. Be like fucking State Patrol Hernandez then. Then you can do the fucking border toss. You know, did you, do you know, you know Donovan Morgan, right? I don't know if he was on one of the shows we covered before. Yes. He, I don't know if you know this, he appeared in TNA against the LAX as a border patrol it, they had like a tag team. They were like Border Patrol and they were facing LAX. And Donovan Morgan was one of them. It's a little fun fact for you. I don't think there's anything fun about that, sir. Well, they lost. So I think they should have Border Patrol. <laughs> well, anyways. So yeah, TWA wins and uh, <sighs> Don Juan gets victory, which is what we all want at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was woke up uh, the other day, and I was like, Don Juan gets that W, baby. I'm glad to hear that uh, every, you? all your dreams came true <laughs> with with this. I feel like I never I saw Don Juan in this match. I feel like every time I, I looked at the screen, Fast Eddie was getting, getting driven through a chair because he's blind. Shoot, lo- shoot low, so I you know don't get disappointed. Yeah, that's good. Well, your favorite's here in this next match. The slow oh, turtle Ver- and, and Doblio, Doblio, Diablo, Santiago, this team known as the Outcast Killers with a Z versus the debuting tag team, the Purists, the team of Tony Mamaluke and John Walters. What's your favorite John Walters match? Um... I would say in the recent Ring of Honor Pure Title Tournament. Was he in that? 
He wasn't. Okay. Good on John. For that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, this match sucked, <laughs> and I spent uh, the whole eight minutes or whatever the fuck it was trying to find out where Tony Mamaluke is today. Where is he? Couldn't find him. That he's probably eating pizza, right? I think his last appearance was uh, in uh, Impact. He challenged Brian Myers for the digital championship. Uh, oh, so that was recent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, why is Tony Mamaluke showed up in Impact? I feel like I was like, it should be big news. I'm like, man, Tony Mamaluke, I, I want to find out what he's up to. I thought you were about to say his last appearance was at One Night Stand 2005. I didn't know he was still doing shit. No, no, he was—he hung around for a while. He's still going. Let's let's get let's put the let's put the strap on him. Let's put I the think, rocket on him. I think uh, I think he's done. No, he's you said you said it yourself. He's he just challenged for a championship and impact. So I think that was like a one-off. No, no, I I, I feel the comeback coming from Tony Mama Luke. All right, I misspoke. He was in his corner. Oh, now, Tony Mama Luke was in little Guido's corner. When little Guido challenged Matt Cardona. Ah, uh, well, that's something. Um, but yeah, the match happens. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's really, they're trying to establish a tag team here. You know, Outcast Killers are jobbers and the purists. I guess they're trying to make a thing, but I've never heard of them. So I assume they kind of just fade away at some point. But um, there are some fun. Well, actually, the highlight of this match was the entrance. Because uh, Tony goes for a fist bump to John Walters, and John Walters just fucking leaves him hanging. So, um, that that right there, you should have known. That's a that's a, <laughs> a that's a sign. The sign they're not going to be a good tag the team. The chemistry isn't there. They can't even fist bump. So, I I know John Walters is a very good professional wrestler, so I understand the purist. But Tony Mamaluke, I just don't understand how he fits into that. Tony Mama Luke's okay. I mean, he's had some some decent matches in Ring of Honor, but I wouldn't put him in my top ten like pure wrestlers that are on their roster at this point. But right, exactly. I guess what else is he doing? You know, he, he fucking Lil Guido went off to WWE, just left him left high him and dry. High and dry. Exactly. So, but uh, the purists do get the win here. They hit a little double power bomb action and a double submission, which feels illegal. But uh, the referee let it let it fly. They had, it was like one guy had a leg lock. The other guy had a choke on. And then uh, I think it was slow turtle tapped out. And uh, man, if, if, if you thought this couldn't get any better. Outcome the ring crew express done in Marcos. You love you love it. You love the ring crew express. Dude, I hear they're going to rock you like a hurricane. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed the. Uh... I enjoyed their 80s hair metal references. <laughs> it's, it's always in style. But man, the hits, because the, well, the ring crew's out there, first of all. I guess there's some sort of jobber rivalry between them and the outcast killers. Um, and then the hits just keep on coming with the return of Xavier. And because uh, he hasn't been on Ring of Honor since he lost the title. To Samoa do you Joe. think he has to? Do you think he paid um, royalties to New Jack? Did New Jack invent the X symbol? Dude, New Jack was doing it long before Ring of Honor was a thing. You know, New Jack probably never got wind of it. Um, if he Good did, thing. he probably uh, he would take care of that for sure. Yeah, four justifiable homicides. 
would have been five if he knew. Oh, you think he would have killed Xavier? Are we sure he didn't? Wait, who died oh. first? They're pretty in the same span, I think. Uh, let's see. Did we just unlock a... Uh... No, because New Jack didn't even kill Gypsy Joe, and I thought he was going to kill Gypsy Joe. Well, you know, Gypsy Joe, he's a hard guy to kill, as they say. He was like 100 years old, and he beat the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, New Jack... Uh... Oh, Xavier passed away first. Look at that. I don't think any death, you know, cause of death has come out as far as I know. So. So you're speculating. I'm not saying that he did. I'm just not saying that he didn't. Right. So we, we're going like, you know, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck. Stabs the duck. So, wow. What? So we got uh, Xavier out here and uh, I guess he's here to promote the, the Field of Honor tournament which apparently is an eight-man tournament that's coming up in Ring of Honor. And he's apparently he's not in it, and he feels disrespected. Right. But the announcers have no idea about any of this. No, he's they, they're like, well, Xavier, who, who does he know? How does he have this information? He must be close with the office. Xavier probably just didn't, you know. There's probably miscommunication between what was advertised and what was, what was in his promo. So, But Xavier takes it out on the Ring Crew Express, destroys them both. And gives uh, gives one of them the kiss your ex goodbye. I love his finishing move names; they're uh, very clever. I mean, they gotta establish these guys and give them their own identity. So you know, we got the fucking brow town, whatever fucking stupid shit for unibrow and brow town. Kiss your ex goodbye. So yeah, brow town sounds right. Kiss your ex right goodbye. Your brown eye. Yep. Um, speaking of brown eye. I got nothing for this one. But we got Tom Carter versus Doug Williams in a match that happened. Thoughts? I actually really, really enjoyed this match. Yeah? This was a pretty good match. Uh, yeah. I am uh, curious as to why Tom Carter, and I, I guess at some point during the match, um, they make reference to it, why he's not Reckless Youth anymore. Is it? I mean, is it just because he wants to... Get away from the gimmicky stuff. Yeah, I think he was going in a different direction. Because I think one of the commentators called him Reckless Youth, and then they quickly corrected themselves. Mm. He's the technician, Tom Carter, now. And um seems like this is kind of an effort to build the pure division, which isn't a thing yet, but they're building towards it with your Matt Stryker and your Chad Colliers and all that. And... um yeah, this is some, some good stuff here. You got Doug Williams throwing out his knees, his uh, King Kong knee drop from the top rope. You got uh, Tom Carter busting out a second rope, tornado DDT, and a lowdown for a two count. And then um, Tom Carter spends most of the match working on the arm of Doug Williams, which comes into play when Doug eventually hits the chaos theory, but he can't follow up because the arm's been worked on. So yeah, solid psychology in this match. And uh, Tom Carter eventually wins with a small package. So, um, yeah, good match. Not really any stakes to it, but it, it was a good solid match, I thought. No, I'm with you on that. I, I really enjoyed it. And I, again, on paper, Tom Carter, Doug Williams didn't, when I looked through the matches, I was like, oh, okay. But then, surprisingly, this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this very much. Yeah, you got to have a a little break from the murder and the just incredibles of the world so 
And this gave you that. I agree. I agree to that. But uh, and then Tom Carter, as he's leaving, he runs into Allison Danger. And Allison basically asks Tom Carter to join the prophecy. But Tom is conflicted and he walks away. So I guess uh, not tonight, but maybe maybe another night. I don't know. Don't know a lot about the prophecy going forward. I feel like they're kind of not floundering, but they're kind of just treading water. I feel like it's been a while since they've done anything significant with this faction. Um, Let me ask you, Kyle, would you join the prophecy? Well, I think I just like shaking hands too much. And they don't like shaking hands. So that'd be my uh, reason for not joining them, I guess. Would you... Would you join and then shake hands and then that would be the face turn? Like you would start to get them all on board with shaking hands because the crowd would respect you. And then hands would be my gimmick. I'd be Kyle hands. Nice Kyle hands. And your finish could be like, you know, the handshake hangover or something. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Somebody write that down. Yeah. Somebody take that. Or if you're going low keys route, the handshake hand job. Oh, that's probably already taken, though. You think so? Isn't that Effie's finisher? Is that Allison Allison Danger's finisher? I think it is. It is now. I think she's what she she's a trainer for NXT, isn't she? Or is that uh, uh you think she's jerking off Shawn Michaels? Trying to see if his his fucking cross his two eyes becoming one go back to normal? <laughs> is that what it takes? Has he just been blue balled for twenty years and the buildup of semen just makes his eyeballs less buoyant? No, he's a, he's a, he's found Jesus, so he doesn't do that stuff anymore. Right, he's not a, a fucking cock sucking asshole anymore. Fucking asshole. Do you not like Shawn Michaels? I fucking hate Shawn oh. Michaels. What's what's your problem with Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels is a piece of shit. Oh, piece of shit, bitch ass, whiny fucking cock eater. <laughs> I hate a cock eater. Cock eater. What about Michael Shane, his cousin? Do you like Michael Shane? I got no beef with Michael Shane. Michael Shane wasn't taking money from a, a girl who died with lots of money and left it to him. Uh, he's not throwing Marty Jannetty through a barbershop window. He's not uh, fucking being a dick to Bret Hart. He's not fucking stomping on Vader, calling him a big fat piece of shit. He's not crying and taking his ball and going home, forfeiting all his fucking titles. And then, oh, it's okay because he found Jesus. But then he's running around telling everybody to suck it. That's okay, Jesus. Suck it. Suck it, Jesus. That's the message you're giving us, Shawn Michaels. And he's turning into a mythological creature. He's becoming a cyclops. His eyes are verging into one. Whoa. Is this all because you're just a big Marty Chinetti fan and you haven't gotten over the barbershop thing? No, because I'm a big Bret Hart fan. Oh. I haven't gotten over the Montreal Screwjob right. ever, ever, ever. You know, ever. Time heals. I will, look, I will never tell you he's not a good professional wrestler, but he's a real piece of fucking shit. You just not like it. You, you, you don't like his cowboy hat. That's what it is. His cowboy hat, his fucking Dutch boy haircut, his <laughs> fucking stupid shit pants, fucking tights he wears. He fucking okay. comes back. 20 years ago, okay? It was one time. We all have those days. Do we? Where we just put on shit pants, I think it's a good idea. And at some point, you need to realize you can't grow the fucking long hair, dude. Just fucking cut your hair. You look ridiculous. He, did. he was bald for a while, and now he has like a horseshoe deal. Um, but he wears the hat, so he's cool, you know? Oh, is it cool? It's a sexy fucking boy. Cyclops, Cyclops with a cowboy hat. I like Shawn Michaels. He's a, he's, a, he's a fine boy. Good. Well, maybe you could fucking invite him to your wedding, too, then. Okay. 
Yeah, would you? Would you? No, you're not sending fucking in. You don't want Shawn Michaels anywhere near you. I'd rather I'd rather not have him at my wedding, to be honest. Yeah. The, the, rock is an ex- the Rock is an acceptable shot. Yeah. Uh, that you I'll mean, take. You don't mean fucking Shawn Michaels showing up, having a couple of vodka tonics, taking some fucking pills, reverting back to fucking 1996 sexy boy Shawn Michaels. Before you know it, he's plowing your mother-in-law, and he's fucking kicking your fat friend, calling him a big fat piece of shit. Ruins your wedding. You don't want him anywhere near it. Yeah. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like that at all. He'd throw me through a window. He'd... Uh... <laughs> The worst. That would, that would stink. That would, that would put yes. a downer on the night. Stinky choke. Wears mistletoe thong. The worst. <laughs> the worst. He might commit homicide on me, but speaking of which, this next match is a four-corner survival match for the number one contender's trophy. Dan Moff versus BJ Whitmer versus Homicide versus Colt Cabana. Whoo! So we, I think we covered a four-way match that was almost the same exact match. I think it was Paul London instead of Dan Moff. But I think everybody else was in that match. And that was an awesome match on that show. And this was an awesome match on this show. Um, Yeah, this was just chaos in a different way than the uh, weapons match. But it was nonstop action. And uh, it tickled my pickle. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, I've never, uh, 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 I think it was the Dan Moff Tope Suicido, Mm. uh, didn't even, didn't even touch the guy. just went fucking right into the fucking front row. Insane. Look, I know Danny Moff personally. Yeah. Danny Moff is a big boy. That was horrifying to watch. That's a big man coming at you, uh, (laughs) like a torpedo and he missed everybody and landed in the fuck. That poor blind kid in the first row got fucking murked. You think he's blind too? Was it fast, Eddie? That's who was in the first? That's the fuck. They put a bunch of blind people in the first row. <laughs> they won't stand up. They won't cause any problems. Right. Yeah. Like the fucking dickhead streamer guy that goes to the Ring of Honor shows now. <laughs> this was chaos. No one was a legal man. Um, the fucking half Nelson suplex uh, that that the Danny Moff does on fucking Whitmer. Hmm. And I felt like watching this BJ Whitmer. I think they had. A, I felt like they had a lot of. Uh, a lot invested in him going forward. I felt like he was good, like he had a fucking great look. Yeah, he looked like a wrestler. Like there's a lot of thugs in this match, for lack of a better word. But uh, and Cole Cabana, who's just it's Cole Cabana, you know, Dave Coulier and all that. Yes. But BJ's out here in his tights and his his muscles and his big fat cock, and he's out here. He's he's wrestling. Yeah, he's not uh, not paying for the rights to use that uh, Stone Temple Pilot song. Oh no. No, it's, it's great. Great entrance song, though. Great start. Copywritten music all over the place on this show. But uh, <laughs> man, I mean, we got fucking who sings Copacabana? Uh, Barry uh, Manilow. Yes. Yes. So Colt Cabana comes out to. And um, yeah. So yeah, there is just the, the homicide, suicide dive con Hilo. It just smashes right into the barricade. You got uh, <laughs> a spot where so BJ Whitmer. He kicks Homicide in the back after a snapmare. Homicide gets up, does the same thing to BJ, and the camera pans to Dan Moff. He's like, no, nah, fuck that shit. I ain't doing that. <laughs> Made me laugh. And then, yes, the Moff suicide dive into the crowd is probably the highlight of the entire match because... Uh, yeah, well, the Moff hits a fucking cannonball senton on somebody, which is horrifying. <sighs> Dan Moff was intense in this match. I mean, I think all these guys, I mean, they were... It made me feel like they didn't like each other, which is kind of what... I feel like you should go for in wrestling. 
the chop battles, Dan Moth and BJ Whitmer in particular, just you see the sweat flying and the skin flying off their chest. And then homicide just comes in there with a little eye <laughs> poke to Dan Moth. Um, yeah, the BJ Whitmer hits like a DDT, like a flipping DDT almost weird. I don't even know what the fuck you call it. Uh, I got a little Tower of London by Colt Cabana. Everybody's you know, towards the end is hitting their big moves. Yeah, nice burning hammer on on uh, on Colt by Moth. That was a uh, a landing. Yikes! Uh, and then fucking Whitmer hits the uh, the exploder suplex on Moth. Mm-hmm. This was this was act- I loved this. I loved every second of this. Yeah, when I think of Ring of Honor, it's like this type of stuff that I love. Um, but then BJ eventually wins with a top rope exploder onto Colt Cabana and uh, gets the win and will face the champion at the next show. To your point, yeah, it seems like they have a lot invested in them and uh, good on them. Good on BJ. Then uh, they all shake hands except Dan Moff, who's in the prophecy. And as we covered, they don't like shaking hands. So he spits on Homicide's hand, huh, fl- flips off BJ. And then Colt, who is still on the mat, he's like stomps on his balls and just walks away so not uh not very kind not very sportsmanlike from old danny moff there what um gary michael capetta right gmc he's uh he's a little too like hey everybody look at Samoa joe (laughs) hey look who do you got here it's loki like i i would watch a four-hour show of Gary Michael Capetta just reacting to things, I think. Because he's there's, I was like at the beginning of the show, I remember he like walked up to Homicide and Julius Smokes and they're going off on like the syndicate, which I don't know if that's like a faction that's they're, they're brewing or what, what, what it is, but it like pans over to Gary's like the syndicate. And he's just so, yeah, he's like cartoony and he walks up to Samoa Joe. Hey everybody, look at Samoa Joe. And you can hear him like, getting ready for it and he's a treat he's a treat oh yeah he's something else i wish he was in this match (laughs) that would have been something but um we're back in japan daniels is in the locker room and he's on the phone i guess allison danger told him that uh tom carter didn't give her an answer and he's also mad at xavier because he didn't clue him in because xavier is also a part of the prophecy but i guess uh not anymore it seems like uh, so Curry Man is still angry in Japan. So, but that brings us. I know you're thinking, you're like, gosh darn, I could use a little bit more special K. Well, I got you. We got an eight man scramble match. We got special K, the team of Angel Dust, Dixie, Hydro, and Mikey Whipwreck, for whatever fucking reason, versus the Backseat Boys and the SAT. Do not like Mike Whipwreck. <laughs> I do like, but I just don't. I don't see how he fits in here. I don't know why they're trying to make him a thing. He's, I, I'm pretty sure he's undefeated at this point in Ring of Honor. And because uh, <laughs> he's, well, he's so he trained SAT, I think, and some other guys. He turned heel on them, joined Special K. But to your point, I don't know where he fits in. I don't know. Does he do drugs? Does he do? Does he do E? Does he dance with the sluts? Who knows? But he got a kiss from the slut on his way out. Hello. Wouldn't you? Um, Would I? No, look at me. Come on, dude. Kiss Mikey Whipwreck is what I mean. Would I kiss Mikey Whipwreck? Yeah, if you had the chance. 
I don't know if I kiss him on the mouth. On the uh I kiss him on the cheek. I don't know where he's been, dude. He's been in ECW. He spent time with Cactus Jack. I don't mm. know where he's been. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Um but yeah, the match starts. One of the special K guys offer offers Johnny Cashmere a pill. Because I don't know if you knew this. Special K, they do drugs. That's Angel Dust, man. That's the guy I like. Uh, that's your guy. That's your guy. Brian XL was in this match, too. Yeah. Like, oh, every, everything you like in, in one package. Yeah, and the SAT. Come on. Spanish fly action, the hydro. That's what everybody comes to see. Yeah, not the fucking terrible eight-man suplex spot. I thought it was pretty smooth. Do you think so? I thought like, it's pretty realistic, too. It looked like um, it looked like you ever been on a cruise ship. I have, and it just the way those cruises go like this, and people are trying to walk in there. Right. It was not. It was not. I did not like it. It was more like Titanic, I thought. But yes, yeah. Uh, it was a fun little spot where uh, Whipwreck he like locks in a Moodle lock of sorts onto one of the guys, and then all the Special K guys take turns doing stomps on him as he's got him in the submission. So. Yeah, Mike, Mike Whipwreck's in there. He's working. And then, uh, like I said, Spanish fly to Hydro. And oh, yeah. uh, there's like a little miscommunication between the backseat boys and SAT. One of them kicks the other or something. And, yeah, uh, someone misses. Uh, someone hits an integrity. And this on, al- tr- on uh, Trent Acid. Right, right. And this allows. You're getting some storms down there. Yeah, I didn't know if you could hear that or not. It's uh, a storm's a brewing. Well, I didn't know if that was me either because it went from like. Uh, like really light here to really dark. So Ooh, it's probably um, the lighting of ROH, but <laughs> I'm out in the crowd, right? You're fast, Eddie. Um, Mikey Whipwreck hits the whippersnapper on the Trent acid. He takes advantage of this miscommunication and gets the win. So Mikey Whipwreck and company get the win here. And then uh, the back seats are none. They're none too pleased with this. So they give the T gimmick to Jose and the dream sequence to Joel, which sounds pleasant, those things, but they're not. They're, they're not. Yeah. And a commentary, I don't know why commentary brings it up. I mean, considering the, the, the position that they're in, why would you not, why would you put over the Trent Acid just beat Homicide and then here he is featured in this sloppy ass eight man fucking tag match? You know, I just watched that match not too long ago, and I forgot that he won it. So it's um, a weird move. Weird move, but... Yeah. Not as weird as this next fucking match. Well, I'm sure it's fine. It's... Oh, shit. Um, yeah, we got a three-way dance. We got Joey Matthews versus Crazy K versus Jeff Hardy. What the fuck did Jeff Hardy do? Why is everybody so... <laughs> what the fuck Dude, was Dude, it was... I First of all, I don't even... I've never seen this. I didn't even know he was in Ring of Honor. No, I didn't either. I don't know how long this lasted. <clears throat> Apparently not too long. I hope not. Did he sake. drive through Elizabeth, New Jersey and fuck every single one of these people's mothers in front of them? Because <laughs> they... Dude, it's unbelievable. Well, what do we get? Fuck you, Hardy. You got fired. Dude. Hardy sucks. We want Matt. We want Matt was great. Which is hilarious because I think in WWE there's we want Jeff chance. So <laughs> and uh and the commentary is like 
so trying to put over that Jeff Hardy wants to be here. He reached out to Ring of Honor. You could hear the screaming girls that are here to see them, but some of the Ring of Honor faithful, they don't like him. No shit they don't like him. I guess Jeff had a book come out in this time period, and I guess he said that he lost his passion for wrestling. Yes, they had to mention that. That's like the only reason I could conjure up, unless they just don't like the WWE guy coming in, but then again, they're fine with... Tommy Dreamer and um, who else? Eddie Guerrero they were fine with. Um, fuck, man. Mikey Whipwreck they're okay with, but Jeff Hardy, though. I mean, he's out here in his Willow mask. Dude, that was also fucking weird. I didn't know Willow was a thing back in 2003. I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't know he did this in 2003. This, this, I'm, I'm questioning how long. I mean, was he doing this as a child? Did he grow up as this a little boy? Uh, this is his um, this is his Omega gimmick. Ah, right. That promotion that he was running, which I guess all three of these guys were in. Oh yeah, yeah. Crazy K, who uh, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Crazy K is, don't worry, nobody else does either because he was um, his name's Kirby Mack. I, I, I did some research on him. It didn't seem like he did that much in his career, but apparently he's a student of Jeff Hardy. And that's why he's in this match. And then Joey Matthews is that whole North Carolina crew, a.k.a. Joey Mercury. So, um, but yeah, it's kind of an, uh, I don't know, man. The crowd, <laughs> they didn't like Jeff Hardy, to say the least. No, they did not. Fun fact for you. I also had to find out more about Crazy K. Oh, yeah? Uh, Crazy-K.com, if you're looking for his website. Crazy spell with a K. He eventually becomes a member a special K. Well, that just writes itself. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, uh, actually, let's see what's on this. Look, look at Adam. He, he looks like a member of Special K. It's on his website. Crazyk.com. You said. Yeah, uh, it is definitely not. Don't click on the link. Why not? It is definitely in Japanese. <laughs> or definitely, <laughs> maybe not underage girls half naked. Oh, let me check that out. Um, just, uh, we're gonna throw this laptop out later. <laughs> Beat it up for the bat, that whole thing. Yeah, they were like uh, really trying to tell this story. Like he wanted to be there, but they thought the fans hated him because he said in his book that he lost his passion for wrestling and he was burnt out. But <laughs> let's not pretend like this crowd's reading books, okay? <laughs> like they don't know any of this, so they just don't like. Maybe they don't like Willow. Maybe that's the thing. I, and I, I thought like. I again, I missed it when I looked at the lineup. So here he comes, but he's in this Willow thing, and I'm like, this really isn't fucking Jeff Hardy, is it? And like to do the weird spot where he's gonna like, he's gonna take off his mask, but he like they can't get the mask off. Oh, and what's he? He's like, ch- like the crowd is booing him, and he's like in the ring being like, I fucked up, I fucked up, because he did like, his entrance thing where he like runs up onto the onto the ropes and he slips. It's like, oh, of course. Man, not dude. It was this was fucking. A tr- I don't understand. I, I, I guess because it's the biggest show in Ring of Honor history, and I guess because if Jeff Hardy says, "Hey, I like your product. I want to wrestle for you," you don't say no. Yeah, it's like what? I mean, it's an attraction match. I get it. It wasn't like too long of a match. You know, it's Crazy K. Like, who gives a fuck if he loses to Jeff Hardy? Dude, Crazy K. Don't he look like he don't belong in no wrestling ring, brother? Did you like the little poetry in motion him and Jeff did? No, they looked awful. <laughs> fucking, I don't know if he just missed them or uh, if he doesn't know how to <laughs> jump, but 
Yeah, it was not poetry in motion. It was a uh, magazine in motion at best. This is uh, this is literally what happens when Jeff Hardy has gets a DUI, tries not to get in a car crash. Mm. This was literally a car crash. This is what he does. This was awful, and it got more awkward after the match, dude. When he's like. <laughs> Hugging people as he's leaving, and as he's hugging people, people are like, fuck you, Jeff Hardy. You fucking suck. It was even funnier the way, because Jeff wins. Because of he, course he wins. Well, first of all, before he wins, Joey Matthews gets the biggest pop of the night when he throws Jeff Hardy off the top rope. Uh, turns babyface, as commentary said. Um, but eventually, Jeff hits the swanton onto Joey Matthews. And then goes over to Special K and does his little split leg pin that he does. And that gives him the win. Weird finish. But Jeff Hardy wins. And like you said, he leaves and the crowd is so hostile towards him. Their middle fingers in his face yelling at him. Like you said, he must have just came all over their mothers in front of him. It was crazy. And then I guess as he's walking to the back too, they have like the curtain is open. And you can see like all the wrestlers there like giving him a round of applause. They were fine with it. So that's a fuck. That's a fucking Gabe Sapolsky. <laughs> Everybody get whoever, up. Whoever's there, fucking Rob Feinstein. Everyone go over there. There's a kid in the back. I gotta go touch him. Allegedly, <laughs> he just has a closet full of kids. Is that what you're saying? Fucking asshole. <laughs> well, poor Jeff Hardy. But no, not poor Jeff Hardy. <laughs> fuck him. Good old Willow. Gotta love. This is his only time in Ring of Honor. I'm. I imagine so. I don't see why anybody <laughs> would put themselves through that again. That money, son. What, ring of drugs, money? Those drugs know. aren't free. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You get fired from WWE and you'll be in TNA. Yeah, and, that and fucking neon paint's expensive, dude. It is. It is. So the masks, the willow masks, the, the black jackets, all that. Um, but after that. Finally. Oh, 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 oh. It's a dog color patch. Uh, CM Punk versus Raven. Hooey, ooey. So I've never seen this match before. I was very much looking forward to it, and it was, it was, it was some good stuff. Um, I guess first of all, what are your thoughts on this this feud in general? Because it's it's been going on for a few months at this point, and I think it's it's really starting to rev up here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um... I like that we got the package before the match started, uh, kind of giving us a history of yes. how Punk is, has managed to find a way with the help of Colt Cabana to beat Raven every time he's gotten in the ring. Um, I like uh, how Punk tries to weasel his way out of this match when he comes when he gets down to the ring. Yeah. Uh, I like how he calls out Danny Doring. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was that about? Uh, so which, was, which was pretty cool. Um, so so the, the build-up to this was, was really good. And then uh, the same boat for me, man. This is the first time I've ever seen this, and uh, I think it, I think it lives up to the hype, man. Yeah, I almost think the shenanigans after the fact make it more legendary than the uh, the match itself. But the match itself was great. Um, like you said, Punk comes out, and uh, you know he's cutting a promo. I got I guess it's like a dry arena because he's saying like, oh, "How do you guys feel not being able to drink?" And that gives a uh, that the crowd starts chanting alcohol, which, of course, why wouldn't they? Um, oh, she also mentioned this is the debut of Mazir. Is it Miseria Cantare? Is that how you pronounce it? The uh, his entrance music. Oh, uh, yeah, from AFI. 
comes out in the jacket. Like I mentioned, the, the uh, AW Revolution dog collar match against MJF is the same attire and all that. So it was fun to see in hindsight. Um, calls out Danny Doring, like you said, who's in the crowd. Um, still don't really understand what the, I mean, I guess it plays comes into play later, but. Um, well, he's, uh, he's a Jersey guy, too, and an ECW guy. Ah, so fuck him. That's what you're saying. Wow. Really? Well, no, I'm saying, I wasn't that's saying that. That's what CM Punk is saying, not me. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I guess because Raven's, yeah, it all makes sense. Um, but then Raven comes out with the chain already attached to his neck, which that was a funny little detail there. And he gets in the ring. Punk scurries away and Raven throws the chain out of him. Like this whole that whole imagery was was fun. And then, like you said, Punk's like, look, I've beaten you already. Can't we just have a street fight instead? Uh, how about a bunkhouse match? <laughs> just funny. <laughs> Raven's like, nope, I'm going to choke you, daddy. So uh, Punk eventually puts on the dog collar. Um, he gets in the ring. He tries to run away because he's a stupid idiot. He forgot he was attached to a dog collar, I guess. So Raven pulls him back in, chains the shit out of him in the ring. Punk's busted open within the first like 30 seconds. Uh, tables come into play. Raven uh, goes to throw Punk through it, but Punk gives him a low blow and then whips Raven through the table. And then they fight into the crowd, which, as you mentioned, the lighting is great. So you can see oh, everything. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Raven's just kicking the shit out of Punk, basically. Um, but at some point, Raven, you know, gets up onto the bleachers and does his little pose. And then Punk grabs the chain and pulls him down. And then um, Punk has the upper hand at this point and they get back to the ring. Punk grabs a mic and he starts talking shit. Uh, but this allows Raven to fight back and he hits these crazy intense clotheslines because he have these like legends. They come in to these like indie promotions. Sometimes they go through the motions, but it seems like Raven is like going all out in this match. Yeah, because this is stuff. like this is pre because this is pre TNA too, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I know he has a pretty successful run in TNA. Now, Raven, yeah, Raven has a really good run. I feel like he's very underrated in the ring personally. Um, like this period is like you said, it's TNA, like when he was fighting for the title, his matches with Abyss and Sabu and stuff like that, and Rhino. Um, but yeah, it's like really awesome, awesome stuff here. At some point, Raven accidentally hits the ref with a chair. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Stupid ass ref. Um, but then he does like this crazy neck snap. He like grabs the chain and like breaks Punk's neck, seemingly, with the uh the collar and hits a Raven effect. But the ref is down, and this allows Colt to get in, which, I mean, it's no disqualification. I don't know why we needed to kill the ref, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Colt Cabana gets in there, hits a low blow, and a DDT onto Raven, onto a chair. Danny Doran comes in, takes out Colt Cabana, but then Punk just covers Raven and gets the win after that DDT. So felt like kind of an abrupt finish, but given the aftermath of this match, I can kind of see why, but as far as the match itself... Any other thoughts on that? I, I actually really enjoyed the match. And it was like the little things like as much as I didn't like them going into the crowd, coming back over the railing, like hearing the chain yeah. grind against the guardrail was a cool, uh, cool sound. Kind of heightens the senses of, of what really is going on here. The clothesline spots were were f- awesome. Yeah. They were fucking awesome. Um, and then the finish, I like the finish because it's like, Oh, okay. Like Danny Doring's gonna save the day, and Raven's gonna get the win. But, mm-hmm. but no, not 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 today, my friends. Mm-hmm. Not today. Uh, and then the post match stuff. I mean, was even was even more fun. 
kind of an homage to Raven and Sandman here. You got a uh, punk taping Raven's hands to the bottom rope. So Raven's standing on the outside. Punk tapes in a crucifix position on the outside, similar to the Raven Sandman spot from back in the day. And um, Punk Kurt, Ang- Kurt Angle was okay with this, though. Yeah, yeah, he was probably fine with it. it couldn't go badly at all. But uh, <laughs> Punk Punk grabs a beer, pours <sighs> it on Raven's face. Son of a bitch. This piece of shit. He is, because uh, Raven's, uh, I guess, an alcoholic. At least that's the story they're, they're pushing here. So it's sending him into a downward spiral, I guess. And uh, who comes to make the save? None other than Tommy Dreamer, which, uh, holy shit, those, did not expect that. Uh, clocks Punk in the head with a steel chair, hits him with the DDT, and... Uh, saves Raven. He like undoes the tape and then tapes Punk's hands to the top rope inside the ring in a similar position. And uh, Raven then pours a beer into Punk's mouth, which is even more uh, humiliating. Consider, I don't know if you heard, CM Punk is, is, is not a big beer guy, you know, drug free. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen his knuckles. Oh, yeah. Got some nice knuckles on that boy. But uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> Punk gets beer poured in his mouth. Tommy Dreamer smashes a beer on his fucking head and chugs it. And Raven and him hug. Man in a box plays. Yeah, just an awesome finish to this thing. Yeah, no, it's it's a great callback to the ECW days. And Tommy Dreamer is probably the last person anyone expected to uh, anyone expected to see come save Raven. So yep, well done. Kudos. I enjoyed this. This was a nice homage. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, very entertaining, and this leads to, it's a promo at the end of the show. But Raven challenges Punk to a steel cage match later. Salad steel cage? Mmm, croutons and all. Damn. And, uh, yes, I'm not sure when that is, but soon, I guess, um, to uh, negate the interference, I suppose, which makes sense. So I assume that's the culmination of this feud. Um, I don't know how much farther they can go with it, but um, and then Punk is uh, he's all he's riled up because of the beer. He's he's unhinged. So, yeah, definitely the best storyline going at this point. Definitely the best feud thus far in Ring of Honor by a mile. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but that brings us to uh, the first title match, I believe. Can, can I did not because there's a promo before this. It's uh, that really awkward Paul London promo. <laughs> yes. Uh, I didn't realize this was his last hurrah in Ring of Honor. Correct. Yes. Yeah. You didn't like his promo? Uh, you need It need to work, kid. <laughs> Which is funny because Paul London, he's so like funny. I guess oh, maybe he didn't. It took him a while to like put that together into a, a promo form, I guess. But yeah, even like with his, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but his speech <sighs> at the end is like very dry and i don't know man yeah i had a really good time here in ring of honor and i had some great memories and i, I beat, beat brian danielson and i beat aj styles now samoa joe electrifying i don't know what to say clearly <laughs> don't worry he'll uh he'll go on the wwe kill vince mcmahon in a limo and everything will be all fine and danny so but before but. that, before that, we got the tag team titles on the line. We got AJ Styles and Amazing Red 
the champions versus the Briscoes. Who we? So this is their third match, third title match that these these two teams have had against each other. And uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I don't know if I'd put this uh, towards the top of their matches. I, I think Amazing Red, they said he had like a knee injury, which I don't know if that was a real thing or not. But that was the story of this match, I felt like. Yeah, they worked it hard in this match. Yeah. I couldn't tell if the Briscoes were uh, turning heel here or if they were just being the more aggressive of the two teams in this this match. But because um, it's pretty much two babyface teams coming into this, I guess some team had to be the dick. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on it? Because I've seen their other two matches. so I want to see what your, your thoughts are. Uh, I, I like this. I like the storytelling. Um, I will never, ever, I can never see Mark and Jay Briscoe as these 19, 18, 19 year old kids. Like, singlets. just doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't jive for me. It doesn't work in my brain. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun to see Alexis, uh, Mickey James out there. Yes. Um, and of course, AJ Styles. Um, but I thought these guys had a great match, great storytelling. Um, I don't think. AJ Styles could get away with calling Jay Briscoe a faggot. Uh, <laughs> that was brutal. Uh, in 2022, but uh, yeah, you missed me, didn't you, faggot? It happened, uh, <laughs> which is not not something I thought I'd ever hear out of AJ Styles' mouth. Um, are you are you that surprised? <sighs> I mean, it is 2003, so probably not. But <laughs> to be fair. Jay Briscoe was kind of being a faggot, like when he was like swinging at him, like he wasn't being gay. He's being a faggot, right? It's a Louis C.K. joke. That's right. The irony is that Jay Briscoe is now lo- no longer allowed to be on. He he can't be on AEW TV because of his Twitter faggot rant that he had in mm. 2010. Well, don't we all? Nope, never had one on Twitter. Me neither. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but I like I like the match and I like the story it told, especially the ending with. You know, Red is, is he's so his his knees so banged up, but he he musters enough just enough energy to hit the Shining Wizard to allow yeah. AJ to hit the Styles Clash to get the win. And they they go heavy on um, commentary with like, "This is it, man! Whoever wins these titles, they're not gonna get. There's no more no more matches between these two teams. Like this is it." So I really enjoyed this. I was shocked that the Briscoes did not win this. Because I, I didn't know who was, I didn't, you know, know the who who's champion. I'm not really familiar on the lineage of tag team champions. Of course, the Briscoes would go on to win it several times, but I, I thought for sure this was going to be their first time winning the championships, but it, it wasn't. Um, because they, like I said, they had had two other matches. The Briscoes had lost the two other matches, and they're building this, like you said, you know, this is their last last time these two guys are facing each other, or at least two teams are facing each other for the titles. So it's like, oh, it's their Briscoes are going to win this one, you know, the, the, the third one. The third time's a charm, but uh, it was not. It was not. And especially with Red, if he is injured, like, oh, this is a good opportunity to take the title off of him. But apparently their uh, reign continues here. Interesting. Interesting. You know, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. So who, who do you think? Because I saw your tweet from earlier. Who do you think of when you think of the, t- the ROH Tag Team Champions? When I see that model mm-hmm. of belts, it's for me, it's the Briscoes or it's the Rottweilers. Mm. Who who are the Rottweilers? It's Ricky Reyes and uh Rocky Romero. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think of um who are the champ oh uh FTR's the champions right now, aren't they? Yes. Yes. I lose track of all their titles. 
But um, yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. But after that, we got good old Jim Cornette <laughs> making. Goddamn, you come down to see me wrestle, motherfucker. So he's not here, but it's a, yeah. uh, a pre-tape at a uh, OVW, I guess. He's um, basically because he's gonna be there in Dayton, which I believe is in August of 2003. And he's like, "Oh, well, what are my intentions? Am, am I am I scouting?" Am, am I going to invest in ROH or is it going to be something else? It's going to be crazy. He has his tennis racket. So did this get you excited to see Corny? Uh, no, me neither. So next match, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have bought it if I wouldn't have bought a ticket. Sorry. So I know he's sorry, like, Dayton. He becomes a uh, authority figure at some point, like later down yeah. the line. But and he really, he really fucks things up in Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's around the time I stopped watching. I don't know if it's his fault. But it coincides when it when I started watch stopped watching regularly. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But that brings us to the main event. The Ring of Honor World Title is on the line. You got the champion Samoa Joe versus Paul London in his last match in Ring of Honor. Which would he ever come back down the line, Paul London? Yes, I believe it. Was it was he fired from WWE like? In the mid-2000s, like in between his cruiserweight run and his team with Kendrick, I couldn't remember if he had left in between there. Let's see. He was... Let's see. He turned heel. Ooh. They did a stretcher job. He comes back after being out for a little while then he does his cruiserweight thing and then he's with lot he's with kendrick from 2005 to 2008 yeah i knew it was a while and then he killed vince mcmahon and then he was gone so um yeah but he he shows back up in roh in uh 2013 oh okay so way later down the road yeah he ends up wrestling davy richards at border wars he gets hurt so he can't be at the next set of tapings then he comes back and he's in the Ring of Honor World Title Tournament uh, in 2013, losing to Michael Elgin in the first round. Did he wrestle as the White Rabbit? Negative. That was just his uh, Lucha Underground mm, stuff. With his big bulge. You love big fan of the bulges, huh? I'm a big bulge guy. All right. Like you have a big you have a big bulge, or you like to look at the big bulge? I don't have a big bulge. Um, I mean, if you give me time. All right. If like the weather's, you know, it's warm outside, like I can coax something out. All right. Um, but right now, no, it's pretty. All right. Well, you know, Danny Limelight's always posting those thirst trap pictures on Twitter if you want to follow him. I'm always looking for more uh, male thirst traps. So, yeah, that's what I want. A wrestler that I follow, I want to see your fucking giant dong. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Making me feel good about myself. Just keep up the good work. But, um, yeah, so they both come out. And uh, London gets the streamers, which I believe is the first time there have been streamers in Ring of Honor. Um, first one I can remember, at least. So that was pretty cool. Obviously, is his last, his hoorah. So it's very appropriate. And uh, Smojo, Paul London. I mean, you can't have a bad match between these two guys. Uh, solid David versus Goliath story. I, I almost it was interesting because commentary is pushing the story of like, because obviously he's signed a contract with WWE. 
commentary is mentioning that and they're like very heavy on the you know if paul london if he gets injured well that he loses that contract with wwe and i was like that's whatever that's kind of a funny story i guess but after watching them i mean it's a good match it's a really good match i almost feel like they had another gear to it i feel like paul london maybe didn't go as crazy as maybe i'm just expecting you know no i think i agree because i don't think joe went joe was not as brutal as he usually is either it felt like a, a good WWE match to me. Yeah, I felt I would have liked it to be a little longer. Yeah, probably like twenty minutes, if that. Yeah, give it another five because I think it was only like fourteen minutes. It wasn't. It wasn't long at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. You know, they did or Joe did his classic barricade face washes, which is always fun, especially those like aluminum <laughs> barricades that are so loud when you hit them. Um, you're Nagis by Joe, a bunch of Germans and dragon suplexes. You got Paul London, um, you know, doing his drop salts and the shooting star press, which uh, Joe kicks out of, which I think is the first time anybody's kicked out of it in Ring of Honor. Uh, there's one spot where Joe throws Paul London into the corner, but like Joe's back is to him. So Paul London slaps the pad to like fake out that he like hit the pad and then, um, is able to hit a hammerlock ddt and then he hits shooting star but uh ultimately joe just locks in the coquina clutch i do like this though because the please don't die thing is big with paul london and his feud with michael shane and all that that's kind of what he's been known for so as london is in this choke the crowd is chanting please don't tap but then he doesn't tap he just passes out so i thought that was like a cool ending Right. Even though it might have been a little abrupt and um, even if they could have maybe done more. Um, I like I like the finish a lot and the match was good, like I said, but, you know, it is. Yeah, what no, it, is. it was it was a good match. Nice send off for Paul London, too. And a great speech by him. Right. <sighs> Dude, they got a. Look, I don't know any. I don't, man, I don't miss like I don't miss like this. Like I couldn't understand the fucking promos. They're not run through the camera. Right. So you don't. Yeah. It's just dribble. It's gerbil. AJ Styles, thanks. And AJ Styles is like fucking opening his shirt and fanning himself. And he's like hugging fucking one of the TWA guys. <laughs> it was weird because uh, yeah, the whole locker room comes out. They all take a knee around Paul London. So Paul London's in the center of the ring and everybody's kneeling around him. It's like, are we worshiping this guy? I mean, he's a good wrestler. He's been there for like a year and a half, I guess. Is, he, li- is he like the first to go? From like to not like not like Eddie or Nunzio. Willow the Wisp. Is he like the first that is like a Ring of Honor guy who gets signed to WWE? Yeah, well, because like Paul London, he came in Ring of Honor. I mean, he was on like the second show, I think, and he was a, a pretty much an unknown when he came to Ring of Honor. He's, I think, he's the first homegrown Ring of Honor guy that really captured like the audiences, like it got the audience behind him. And like he just became a star purely off of his matches in Ring of Honor. So I think to that point, I think he's that first like Ring of Honor success because like Brian Danielson, Christopher Daniels are there, but they've done stuff before Ring of Honor and they do stuff in England and all that stuff. Or Paul London felt like a Ring of Honor guy. And I mean, it's crazy. It only took him because like I said, it's where we it took him like a year and a half to get signed to WWE after coming to Ring of Honor. So it's a testament to his ability, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think it's the, the first like big send off that I can think of at least. Um, but yeah, so it, like you said, a good send off, <laughs> weird promo at the end, but, uh, let the, let the boy have his time, I guess. 
uh, yeah. Any other thoughts on that? No, no. It was a great, a great ending to a really great show. Yeah. Um, now, I, uh, again, I'm not really up on my 2003 Ring of Honor. I know you've been going through through this stuff chronologically. Mm-hmm. Is all this goofy promo bullshit after the main event? Is that like a regular occurrence on these these DVDs? Oh yeah, no yeah. There's always it's always the main event, and there's a few like hallway promos and uh, weird segments. Yeah, that, like, that's a hallmark. Like I like the Raven one, it makes sense. I like the Punk one, makes sense. Daniel still in Japan. There's a story there. The fucking Carnage Crew thing. <laughs> made zero sense just incredible is like his wife is easy she's a fat slob let's go to the nudie bar what 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 i don't understand yeah this because they lost their match earlier but i guess they don't care about wins and losses i guess that's the message they're trying to get across they only care about carnage and the nudie bars. And the nudie bars and, you know, fucking the sluts and their fat wives, I guess. Yeah, and the great chicken for a nudie bar. Yes. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, Carnage Crew are probably, well, H.C. Loke and DeVito are probably some of the better promos of the roster at this point. But, yeah, I feel like this one didn't really make a lot of sense. And, I mean, I guess it made sense in pushing their characters, but I don't know if it was necessarily needed. Um. Yeah, it was what it was. But yeah, yeah, these Ring of Honor shows, they always kind of peter out with weird promos at the end. Yeah, I was like, all right, it's over. And then it like kept playing. And I was like, all right, all right. Like, I get it. They got to set up. Like, they they were a huge DVD company. Like, that's that's what they were, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're fucking watching it, you're like, I got to get the next DVD. Um, but then this, uh, I was like. I do like how the the final image of because like Raven, he challenges Punk to a steel cage match and then it cuts to Rob Feinstein walking into Punk's locker room or the locker room where Punk's sitting. And he basically tells Punk about this and Punk is just he's still like so distraught about getting beer poured on him and he has blood all over him and he just shoves Rob on the ground and starts yelling at like I I thought that was a pretty cool way to push that storyline. Yeah, no, I agree. A hundred the rave again, the Raven promo, the punk stuff, even whatever weird whatever weird Christopher Daniel Christopher Daniels prophecy thing they're setting up, like I didn't have a problem with that. The Carnage Crew thing just didn't make sense to me. It could have used a little bit more low key, I think, with his really close to the camera wearing a beanie probably around his eyes. The fight of the dog. Yes, with the this voice that doesn't match his body. That would have been the icing on the cake. Um, but yeah, man, that brings death before dishonor to a close. Any other, any other thoughts on the show that we didn't, we didn't cover? No, I don't think so. We talked about, oh, uh, the commentary team, uh, one of the highlights of the tag match was when, uh, I believe in AJ Styles tried to attack Mark Briscoe outside, jumping off the apron to the floor Mm. and Mark Briscoe moved and the commentary team said he scooted out of the way. It's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, did he not scoot? I don't know. I think there's a thousand other words in the wrestling dictionary that you could have used. Are you familiar with Scoot Andrews? I No. The Black Nature Boy? Should I be Should I be familiar with the Black Nature Boy? You're probably fine not knowing who he is. Is that like, um, who's the really old one? Ric Flair. No, no, there's the oh. other one. Uh, Buddy Rogers? No, what the fuck is this stupid name? I don't know. 
many goddamn nature boys are there? What is a nature, nature boy? boy? What does he nature even boy mean? Paul something. London? Paul Nature Boy Paul, Paul Lee. Oh. Is he still around? The real nature boy. Is he gonna be uh, your next guest on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast? No, Paul Lee. Paulie will not be the, the next guest on the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. I'm not entirely sure when this airs, so... It'll be not... Let me, let me look at my little calendar gimmick here. Because I'm, I'm recording a few in advance. Yeah, of course, of course. Holiday season coming up. I'm trying to get a lot in the can, you know? Yeah, I know uh, I know you're going to do something with uh, with somebody. I'm very excited to hear, little, to hear that. A little, little Duke and Rogue action? Yeah, yeah, very excited. No, uh, no Duke, just a rogue. Ah, uh, yes, yes, all Duke. Though you, I think you guys are gonna have a good time. No, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We're doing that uh, tomorrow. Should be a good yeah. time. Yeah, talk, I'll talk to him today. AC Dub, but uh, yeah, this will be out on the second of of November. November, yeah, so two weeks. Okay, so uh, what do we got coming up in November? Well, Sal Renaro on the show. Hello. Uh, we will be having. I think I would know my own schedule. It's okay. I don't. Uh, Eric either. Eric Cannon on the show. Nice. We'll be celebrating our 11th year anniversary on the 21st of November. God, I feel like you just had your 10th one. Has it been? I guess it's been a while since we it's did a podcast together. Yeah, yeah. I thought you never wanted to have me back on. So. Yeah, yeah. I just hate you and uh, wish you were dead. So. Hey, you know, whatever. I hope you go <laughs> fucking blind. You go blind jerking off, pal. I like yeah, you're apples. Right. That's good. <laughs> But yes, uh, um, you guys have a lovely, lovely podcast. A great show. Do we? Is it lovely? I'll tell the people that. Um, right. Maybe lovely is not the right word. It's entertaining, I guess. It's there you go. Word. We try. Yeah. You're not we lovely. Try. You're not lovely at all, actually. Um, actually, pretty, uh, pretty terrible person. But you have a, you have a funny podcast. So yeah, it's great for great for the blind people. They love it. We crushed the blind demo, bro. <laughs> Crush it. Is there anything else you wanted to plug or else I'm going to just end it there? Um, well, you can follow at Wizards Podcast is the website or the Twitter, the social media handles. I fucking suck at this. Once again, thank you to Matt for alienating my entire blind fan base. Um, <laughs> you know, shout out Mason if you're still listening. Uh, but yes, thank you to Matt for joining me on this episode. Always a good time with Matt. Love, love, love the boy. He's a handsome fella. I would kiss him on the cheek if I could. But yeah, go check out the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, live every Monday at 7 on uh, various platforms, YouTube, Twitch, Rant FM, all that shit, right? And uh, yeah, apronbump.com for all my full episodes. Rate, review, subscribe, like slap my ass and call me Sally do all of those things please and I am done for today that's about all I got for you guys today I'm gonna go uh, work out the gams that's why I'm wearing this compression shirt with my nips showing it's because I'm about to go work out these gams Am I still in frame? I don't even know. As long as my legs are, it's about that old. That's all that matters to me. I am wearing pants, by the way, if it's not clear. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all. 
take care of yourselves, take care of your cats. I'm hard.